0: Support for this podcast is provided by ThatCast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at ThatCast.com. Hey, everyone. You're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruton. On today's episode, we have Kedma Oh. Thanks for joining us. Kedma. Thank you. So I got a copy of your book, and uh, it's a topic near and dear to my heart, small, small businesses. Yes. So at first, let's start off just telling a little about yourself. And go from there. that's a very open-ended question. It's I really know. open-ended. Where do you <laughs> want me to, me to go it, with it. that? <laughs> where do you
1: want to go with it? So. Um, I'm a fifth-generation entrepreneur, monopoly addict, although we don't play Monopoly anymore. But it's probably where I got some of my love for money, collecting real estate and going past go, um, collecting my $200. <laughs> okay. um, but I've been passionate around um, s- entrepreneurship and small businesses for a very, very long time. Uh, and actually, my book came about because I became actually a product of my book, hmm. um, and I journeyed through that. Uh, I had to file bankruptcy in 2000, and uh, hmm. so happy to share more about yeah. that. But um, I, I really like the idea that you become a product of what you are promoting. Right. And so, uh, although... That wasn't always exciting. Mm -hmm. It's where I'm at. But I've worked with about 10,000 businesses. Um, So I've worked for the Women's Business Center under Small Business Administration. I just left as the statewide innovation director for the Small Business Development Centers here in Oregon. Um, And I love my life.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into the book. So the book's title is...
1: Target Funding.
0: Target Funding. Yes. Yes. So why, I mean, it sounds like you've been doing this for a long time. Yes. What led up to you writing the book? And uh, in my former life, I used to own a a small book publishing company, so I know how much goes into putting a book out. Yes. So can you just talk about you know, why? So I'm going to commit to writing this because I, you know, there's, it is very valuable information.
1: Well, first of all, my book is ready to go to college. It's taken 18 years. (laughs) So (laughs) I am kicking my book out of the house and saying time to go to college. Um, And so if you had been with me 18 years ago, you would have seen me uh, in one of the lowest points of my life. Mm. I have a master's in business, but I found myself having to file bankruptcy because I had left a difficult relationship. And that was the price I had to pay. Mm. And in fact, if you look at statistically, uh, most women who have to file bankruptcy actually file because they have to leave a a relationship or a marriage. Mm, Yeah. And so I found myself literally sobbing my eyes out uh, on the curb right by the bankruptcy court, Mm. asking myself, you know, where do I go now, right? Because we are so... You know, who we are and our character is so tied to our credit, right? So tied to our collateral. It's like, don't you wish you can go up to the lender and say, look at everything I did. I yeah. won this soccer award yeah. when I was in eighth grade. But they're like, no, right? We have to follow these, right? Mm-hmm. So I went back to my apartment. And um, two weeks later, I got my first credit card from Capital One okay. for 200 bucks. <laughs> And I was literally jumping up and down in my apartment, screaming like, oh my God, Capital One. You believe in me. Yeah. I'm back in business. Right. Remember the $200 that you go around yeah. the Monopoly game? Yeah. I was back in the game. Because you know nobody wants to get out of Monopoly. Right. I was back in the game. Um, and then I had an epiphany. At that moment, I said, what if I can go on a journey to uncover every funding and resource available to people like me People who were really smart, maybe, and really worked hard, but they had a crisis. They lost their job. They had a health issue. They had a divorce. Mm -hmm. And so that took me on a 15-year journey um, to crack the code. um, And I sort of reverse-engineered funding. uh, And then it took us three years to write the book.
0: Wow. That is a great story. And so (laughs) we'll go through the book. I mean, it's real practical things in there, right? Yes. So what are the top kind of... Uh, number one, it's re- being released July...
1: July 12th.
0: 12th, okay. Yes. So a little over a month. Um, what are t- the top two or three things you would want to yes. just tell folks about it from the book?
1: So it's really interesting. I designed the book literally as a GPS roadmap. You could take the book, do it yourself, follow the formula. Mm-hmm. The other thing I love about the book is it is targeted. So that's why we did target funding. Mm-hmm it's targeted to variables that matter to you as a business owner. So let's suppose I'm working with you, and I do your variables, and I realize you served in the military, maybe you're Hispanic, you reside in Portland, Oregon, Mm -hmm. and you are currently running a tech business, and you have a an interest in, um, maybe you have a passion in supporting low-income teenagers who want to have a chance to lo- learn more about mm-hmm. technology. Mm-hmm. I literally can take just in those aspects and create a customized funding report to say, these are the funding resources you have to go after. Mm-hmm. So the way the book is designed is we have an entire chapter just for women in funding. Mm-hmm just for veterans and funding, yeah. um, just for people with disability and funding. And then we have regular, we have inventors, we have um, areas for research and development. So when you identify with the book, you may be in multiple chapters, sure. but all the resources are tied to the variables of not only you as a business, mm-hmm. but you as an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things when you have a small business. That my, my my father was a small business yes. person you know, a lot of people start the business before they know anything about this, right? Yep. <laughs> and like, I've lived that, and so it's like nice homework to do. But how do you, <laughs> how do you convince people to kind of uh, do that research before?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. So, so my role is I love to go after grants and subsidies and resources well before we look at debt, okay. loans, yeah. and VC. If you study other um, uh, resources or books, so many times they push you to friends, yeah. family, yeah. Yeah. credit cards, mm-hmm. loans, mm-hmm. right? And then maybe sometimes crowdfunding. And yet I weave in and out of economic development and find funds that are available mm-hmm. for people and other things. So I think the first thing we have to look at is where's their pain point?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's interesting because especially now, it's like the glorification of getting funding and yeah. and things. So is this, the the grant part of it, is it like a hidden world?
1: Totally hidden world. Absolutely. I can tell you so many stories. So one of the things I was blessed with in 2008, um, I had an opportunity to purchase my own commercial office. Okay. And I remember being approached by someone who knew about the funding. I call him, you know the hidden good mafia and so my mafia buddy the good mafia right <laughs> the mafia buddy said listen there's an opportunity for you to get your own commercial space and i said i can't do that i, I just i filed bankruptcy they mm-hmm. they're, they're going to take one look and say no mm-hmm. and i remember him saying that's not our criteria and i said but but i don't have you know the the collateral they're asking for and i remember him saying That's not the criteria. I said, what is the criteria? Well, you have to be in Portland. Check. (laughs) You have to have been in business for a few years and shown profit. Check. You have to have done something that that created impact in the community. So for me, I was uh, consulting for people with disabilities. Check. I got into that program 6% down, which is unheard of. But my interest in now, for the last 10 years, has been fixed. At point zero four percent, wow, less than half a percent—not four percent. Not 4%, uh-huh. Let me be clear here: 004 percent.
0: And This is the timer says. This is too good to be true. <laughs> it is too good to be true, but it was econ-
1: it was to ex- economic dollars um, uh, supported by Prosper Portland, new okay. new market tax credits, yeah. with the dream of having women, minorities, immigrants have a chance at commercial investment. That's
0: amazing. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: It's life-changing. Changed my life.
0: And this is, not, this is something, if you didn't know this person, they weren't involved, you know, of right? Of course, so if you're,
1: you're not yeah. in the game, yeah. mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, it's, uh, a couple other things I want to talk about, I'm not sure how much you, I'm assuming you know about these, uh, but I'm not sure, as uh, the Opportunity Zones, write this new program i don't know it's n- not even a year old or maybe yeah. a year old do you know can you share about what you know about it or
1: i don't know too much yeah. about it okay. um is it, i only usually know about it if there's tied to e- to funding right you know so yeah. um okay. i don't know too much about yeah. it
0: yeah well it's it's um <laughs> we're either of us know but it's in the news a lot i <laughs> guess and uh, i think there's there's something around there um so we'll both go back and do our work. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean,
1: I think to your point, it's it's really – funding happens all the time. Yeah. And it's a quick window. hmm mm, Right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have like five years to apply for something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, I also um, shift a little bit to Portland. Yes. And again, uh, people are listening can maybe pick up yeah. the East Coast and Sorry. you, but yes. you're officially a Port- Portlander. You've Absolutely. You've been here for a long time. Yes. Um, how – how is being in Portland doing business changed? <sighs> now, this is a question I ask every episode because it is fascinating to the people that live here as we grow. Right. So,
1: first of all, um, my family, who doesn't live in Portland, honestly thinks I'm having a love affair with Mr. Portland. <laughs> they, they, because I am so in love with this city. Mm. I'm so in love with the city because it has changed for the better. Mm. We have so many amazing funding resources here. Everything from Mercy Corps Northwest to Pi to Thai. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the SBDCs. We have an abundance. But it's like going, like me as a woman, it's like going to a retail store, and there is so much abundance, mm-hmm. you don't know where to look first. It's overwhelming. It's too overwhelming. Yeah. So even in that case, you still need a navigator. Yeah. Because I like to call myself a free agent <laughs> in the sense that I'm not tied to sending you to one resource or another resource. I'm tied to the best resources for you based on your situation. Mm -hmm. And that's a perfect free agent. So Portland has done a phenomenal job, not only in creating opportunities for small business, but subset programs for women, minorities, Mm -hmm. persons with disability, immigrants, Mm -hmm. that subculture that has often had challenges, Mm -hmm. more challenges, Than that. Um, And if you compare that to other states, I think we are extremely progressive. Mm. And we know that the life of um, economic development, the life of of the United States, is built on small business. Mm -hmm. If you look statistically, 99% of all businesses registered in the U.S. is small business.
0: Right. It's huge.
1: So um, I think Portland's done a great job. I think now. It's, it's, it's continuing to look at success stories and making sure that we are showcasing the work we do nationally so mm-hmm. we can contra- attract more funding.
0: Sure. Yeah, and what are some things? I mean, the nice thing about Portland, too, is the, the spirit here is very collaborative.
1: Oh, extremely.
0: And that's great. And, um, you know, we are getting a lot more folks. Moving here, so is there anything on the horizons? Maybe not just in Oregon, just for small business funding. Mm-hmm. Um, you're excited about. I don't know if there's any legislation or anything. <sighs>
1: but- well, I'm always excited about things because um, <laughs> I live. I live in the yeah. world of money. You know, there's a lot of things that you. People may not know about, depending on your audience. I'm super excited about our SBIR initiative, which is our small business innovation research initiative. Okay. I don't know how familiar you no, are. Okay. Not at all. So I was, I spearheaded in 2012 the the SBIR conference coming to Oregon. And it's essentially research and development dollars that are set aside for really, really cool ideas that help the government make significant impact. Mm-hmm. So it's everything from how do we solve the problem that people are texting while driving? Of course, none, no, no one that's listening has done that, All right? right? Um, how do we solve the problem that we're having um, a a uh, a large amount of kids um, being identified as autism and getting them the communication support they need. Mm -hmm. So think about big problems, everything from Department of Defense to National Science Foundation to uh, clean tech. Mm -hmm. And the government gives grants to help solve that problem. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited about that because um, prior to 2012, we were really not strong. Okay. And now we are really in the game. We have not only a Phase One through Venture Lab, uh, but we also what's have it
0: Venture Lab. Mm-hmm. So Venture you, Lab. What and what's that? Is that is
1: it's a, a it's an organization that has won the SBIR um, Phase One um, Fast Track okay. to help with. Uh, Helping with technical assistance. Okay. The Small Business Development Center, which mm-hmm. I just onboarded off, mm-hmm. also does a great job. And then Business Oregon mm-hmm. has a phenomenal program and I sat on the funding committee there. Okay. Um, all about infusing innovation and really solving great problems, but having the government help pay for that. Yeah. So uh, I'm super excited about that. And I'm also si- excited about some of the phenomenal um, uh, accelerators that are very niched. I am mm-hmm. in love with Accelerate, which is a women's Accelerate program.
0: Yeah, I know. Some uh, folks from there Yeah, a great... Yeah, great program. Yeah. And I
1: helped a client get introduced there, and literally in a couple of months, they received uh, crowdfunding support of $70,000 mm-hmm. for a women's product that normally wouldn't be supported. Right. But I really believe it came from the power of of the women connection and mm-hmm. Accelerate. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited about a lot of opportunities happening in Portland.
0: Yeah. Well, I just learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, as we wrap up, where can folks find you? Uh,
1: yes. Um, a couple of places. So I am a LinkedIn super connector. Yeah. I have like 30,000 people. Oh, uh. So O, you know, easy to find. Yeah. Um, and then my website, kedmao.com. Yeah. Um, is easy to find through you yeah, yep, yeah that's gonna be an easy way and I'm really approachable So uh, for me um, I am straight to the point I say I don't sugarcoat anything I don't work at a bakery <laughs> but uh, but yeah if anything comes up questions thoughts I'm yeah. always open and I love speaking engagements so if there's ever a chance to speak
0: Yeah well I mean we're also talking before we're recording that. Yes. That's one of your main things you do too. You're speaking all over the country. All over the country. And I mean, that is a skill. I think everybody really needs to kind of learn how to do in on some level, but I you're at a, a yes. different level of it, but um, that's great. Well, Kevin, thanks so much Thank for being you. on
1: the podcast. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Dan Bruton, and you've been listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. Original music was composed for this episode by Levi Downey. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts.